recording. Here we go. This is The Network. Welcome to The Network. My name is Michael Prejean. The Network is my attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. I mess that up every time I read it. But listen, every episode is designed to help the physical, mental, spiritual, and financial health of black people living in and traveling through America. I tell you all the time I like to put my family on, so I got my family here today. My godson, my nephew is here today, Cameron Prejean of Precision by Prejean. Nephew, how you doing today, man? Uh, I'm really good, and you know, I'm excited to do this. Thank you for having me on. Man, I, I'm, I'm glad that you are here. You know, I'm reading through your questionnaire, and the first thing that's going through my mind is like, who, who is this kid? Who, who is yeah. this, you know, who is this young man that I've watched grow up? So, quick story. Um, summer, summer 97. Well, you were born right before summer 97 um, in May. So, I spent that summer in Columbus, Ohio. So I'm waiting on you to be born, right? You you wouldn't show up on time, you know? So we're waiting, waiting on you to be born. Um, my uncle, Uncle Harold had shown up, you know, to, to drive me and uh, his son, rest in peace, Junior, back to Columbus. So we're waiting, man, we're waiting. You don't want to show up. As soon as we get in the car, leave Baton Rouge and start heading to Columbus, Ohio, here comes Cam. Here comes Cam, man. So I, mi- I missed your birth. Um, I was disappointed about that. Spent my summer in, in Columbus, Ohio. Didn't get a chance to see you until I came uh-huh. back, you know. So, but watching you grow up, man, you're, you're an outstanding young man. You know, I, Thank I'm you. Very, I appreciate that. very proud to say I'm your uncle. Now I get the chance to introduce you to a bigger audience, you know, so they can meet the young man that I'm so proud of. So Cam, let's dive in, man. Oh, T- let's do it. Let, let, tell us who you are, man. Give us a little bit about Cameron Prejean. Yeah, so I guess I'll start uh, in college, went to the University of Houston on a track scholarship, uh, which was a shock for me because I didn't do track at all. Um, so just got lucky my senior year, got a scholarship. Um, and then UH, I graduated with a um, bachelor's in health promotions. Um, which I actually was the last class to even have health promotions. Now they changed it, but with a minor in marketing. Uh, so yeah, I graduated within my four years, and then of course I ran into the whole man. What now? You know, uh, adult, adult, adult. Oh yeah, I have to be an adult. Yeah. So <laughs> ran into the um, yeah. you know, the situation. What am I about to do now? Um, so I ended up working at Enterprise Rent a Car in their management trainee program, and there I would say really helped prepare me. So before then. Of course, I was jumping around in these little marketing jobs here, all these stuff. Now I ended up being in a Sam's Club, I remember. I'm in a Sam's Club. They got me in a suit, and I'm trying to sell some neck massages, neck massages to people. So I'm in there having to try to pitch people. And, man, I remember I had a kid, a little kid walked up to me. He just looked at me and said, hey, are you the police? And I was, it just caught me off guard, but that's this little side story. But, yeah, so... Ended up finally just finding my way to enterprise. And while there, I would say, is where I kind of grew that passion for uh, cleaning vehicles and more because it's, for one, was very therapeutic. Um, and I really enjoy when you bring around that vehicle to a customer and they're appreciative for how clean you actually got it for them. So okay. that little part stuck with me. Okay. 
so I, I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm gonna give you a chance to talk about about your business. Okay. Um, but I want to I want to back up a little bit. So, growing up, you played baseball, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of the best young baseball prospects that around. <laughs> then when you got to to ninth grade, you know, and you you played all the little sports, mm-hmm. right? Um, football, basketball. I remember your dad telling me that you were one of the slowest kids <laughs> on the track <laughs> on the track team, right? So you played receiver in football, but you you know you were like a possession receiver. You definitely weren't stretching the field, yeah. right? According to your dad. <laughs> um. So how, how did you end up in track and field? Because you ran collegiately at U of H. And I, I want to ask a couple of questions about that. But how did you how did you actually end up there? I know I have a version of the story, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if my version of the story is accurate. So I'm, I'm so it's a, it's a little bit of like a combo story. So uh, for one, the basketball coach at the time, my senior year, he kicked all of the seniors out of the program, out of the basketball. So we had to go somewhere. And then uh-huh. it just so happened uh-huh. that a uh, girl I was dating at the time was also running track. Um, and she was actually pretty good on the track, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, hmm. Yeah. You know, go out there, spend more time with her. And I'm getting kicked out of here anyway, so I need somewhere to go. So that's how I ended up out on the track. All right. So you end up in track. They they stick you in long jump. Well, actually, so before that, we were trying to figure out what event I was going to do. So they had me try to throw discus. They had me try to high jump. uh, And then I ended up in long jump. Okay. So you long jump. You go to your first meet. Did you have any practice? Nah. So I probably went one. Yeah, I didn't. I did not go to practice. (laughs) Okay. So no practice. What happens at the meet? I ended up winning that one. I either won or I got second place, but uh, it basically okay. shocked everybody. And I, I guess I jumped something decent, which it was like a 21 or something like that, 21.5 or something like that. But at that time, people were like, oh, oh, man. Woo, woo. So I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I, I'll see y'all next week for the next trade meet because I'm not going to practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So n- now, was that the meet? where you um where college coaches took notice of you the first time uh no so it wasn't that one it it was a i don't even remember where we were um so it was multiple so it's two meets that really set me apart it was one mm-hmm. i want to mm-hmm. say it was at lancaster up in dallas um so one there and i ended up jumping uh like 23 6 and long jump and then a few weeks later I ended up running a 10-9 in the 100. So combining those two really caught a lot of coaches' eye because they were like, oh, man, this kid is – I was raw. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so it was really those two meets. Okay. Eventually you meet Carl Lewis, mm-hmm. correct? Who I had to Google. What, what? I didn't know who that was. Okay. So you – nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well. This gonna be out there. Now. It's, it's gonna be it's out true. there. But but don't tell anybody else. So one of the questions I had on here, you know, because I, I wanted to know, man, what was it like, you know, um, to to train under Carl Lewis and Leroy Burrell? Mm-hmm. 
but one another one of the questions I had was, you know, had you had you ever watched any old film of Carl Lewis? But you didn't know who nah, he I was. I had no idea. Okay, so all time great track and field Olympian. You don't know who he is. What's that interaction like? Uh, well, I, so on my visit, my grandpa actually came with me. Um, so it was it was cool to see how excited he was. So how excited he was and how excited my mom was. I knew that this guy had to be somebody important. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it was. I I really I don't know how to put it. It's it's an experience. Okay. 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 We we, we may come back and, and touch on that a little bit later. All right. So you're in the management trainee program at Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said that is where you kind of got your spark mm-hmm. for your business. Right. So you said one, did you, I don't know if you use the word, I'm not going to say you use the word Zen, but, but basically Cleaning cars is is yeah, it was therapeutic, very relaxing, mm-hmm. therapeutic. It's therapeutic for you. So man, so so talk about that a little bit and how that turned into precision by Prejean. Yeah. So uh, while doing it, so I used to get in trouble for taking too long on the vehicles, but I just I feel like a little OCD kicks in for me. And I need certain things to be, because I'm thinking like, man, if I want to drive something, I'm not about to just leave this looking like this. Or, you know, I'm actually caring about how the vehicle look. Uh, but it wouldn't. So I didn't think about right there starting the job or starting the precision by Prejean. After Enterprise, I moved into a sales role for a new IT startup selling AI to artificial intelligence. And in there, there's a lot of sales training. And I'm talking about just tons of sales training. So I used to spend my time going over these sales trainings and uh, end up reading, um, you know, if you have a service and for this service, you for one care about it and you sell this many packages or sell this many more like that. So really getting like that sales background into it um, where then I was like, hmm, you know, if I, if I was to actually start detailing people's cars, I charge this and that. I actually enjoy it. I, I did my research after that, seen um, the potential in it, and decided to jump off the cliff with it. Okay. What? So I, I want you to plug your business. Mm-hmm. Here, I, I want you to, here's your free advertising spot right here, man. I want you to go ahead and, and plug Precision by Prejean. And then I want to ask you a question after that. Yeah. So. Precision by Prejean, we're a fully mobile detailing company um, where we treat your vehicle like it's our own. Uh, so I like to say that I show love and I give love on all the vehicles. Um, not only that, like I really need to start recording, but if I can get just the facial expressions and the words that the customers actually tell me after they see their vehicle, you know, I feel like that is really just the explain all and the tell all of what the company actually, the values that we show, you know, just actually who we are, you know, um, seeing that these people are more in love with their vehicle than before or hearing stories about, you know, the dude's mother drove it, his older brother drove it, now it's his. And, you know, it's just never been clean, right? And then once you finally clean it, just how appreciative, you know, actually are. So we're just um, bringing that vehicle back into the vehicle that you love when you first got it. You know, that's the goal right there. 
Okay. Okay. Now I'm biased. I, I want everybody to know I'm biased, but you, um, we booked mm-hmm. you, you know, and I remember, you know, just talking to you about a possible date and then we set the date and you were like, Oh, I'm going to have my steamer in by then. Like, <laughs> Man, my nephew is, is really, you know, excited. Oh yeah. You know, about this I'm, business. I'm like a you nerd. Know, he's excited about getting his steamer. So yeah. So, um, listen, of course I'm biased, <laughs> but I also have firsthand knowledge book your vehicle with precision by praise. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. So in looking at your, your survey, nephew, mm-hmm. I, I learned something new, you know, looking at your questionnaire, you are a licensed insurance. Agent. Oh yeah. I, am. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Okay, man. You know, little, little side hustle pro right there. Yep. Got a little bit of everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so you've done a little bit of everything, got the degree, um, ran track you were you were one of the best basketball players that i've seen thank you you know i i think i think i'm i'm a little uh hard to impress mm-hmm. you know when it comes to but you could definitely hoop man so we're talking about a man of many many talents a man of many talents so where's home for you right i know you're 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 in in h town mm-hmm. but but where where is home? Do you consider Houston home? Because I know you. You're, yeah, we're, we're not from here. Man, that's it's really like a heart, you know. So anytime like we're talking about hometown, having to tell somebody where I'm from, you know, I always say the Spring Conroe area because that's where I went to school at. That's where my family is and all that. But if I'm thinking like seriously about home, where do I feel like at at home? I'm thinking Louisiana. You know, because when you're out there, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a different feeling. It feels like you're supposed to be there. So that's where I consider home. Would you ever consider moving back there to live? I would not. Now, I would, uh, I see myself doing business ventures and trying to get some land out there um, and having a place to go to over the summertime. But as far as moving back, man, it is just financially, no. Yeah, Louisiana has to uh the the potential is yeah, there. it is. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. But I, I I promise you, man, I I often look back, you know, and I wonder how people are making a living. Mm-hmm. You know, back home, you know, like man, you know, because the you're going to get less house, but you're going to pay a lot more. Yeah. You know, you got your state income tax um you know, salary for something here won't match so a couple of episodes back with my first supervisor she was laughing at me you know because my first job here in texas i was like listen i'm not working for anything less than twenty thousand dollars." <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> you know and uh, you know she laughed at me but you know compared to what i was making with my degree in louisiana i was like nah man yeah you know that was a right. come up for me you know so all right cam man what is your why what are you passionate about? So, you know, you, you've kind of told us, you know, all the different little things that you've done so far. So what what is what is the one thing you're going to take, man, and, and you can stick a pin in it and it's like, no matter what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm passionate about. I would say that is my family. 
especially the ones who came before me. Um, I feel like I'm in a good age where I'm able to actually speak with my grandparents and hear some of their stories and share some of their experiences. Whereas like, man, I would be selfish if I didn't try to live out everything that they wanted to do and then some, you know? So it's really my family um, just trying to make everything easier and better for myself and them. So that's my why right there. Okay. I want, I want to read something and, and I want to ask you something. You said, I stand for being true to self and others. Mm-hmm. In today's society, it is so easy to get lost on your path with social media, TV, and so many other influences. If one thing the pandemic brought to light, you see so many people realize they were either unhappy or battling something. Being true to yourself is the first way to deal with it. So I, I want to ask you during during the pandemic, which we're still yeah. in, by the way, um, we're just dealing with it a little different now. Um, did you find that you were battling something? I think I was more lost in, for one, what actually made me happy and who I am, not versus, um, you know, who somebody else thinks I am. Um, so something interesting is out of this book and in it, it's a saying, um, and it goes like, I might mess it up, but it's like, I am who you think you think I am. And that's how most people tend to live their lives. So he was saying that we have three mm-hmm. selves. We have the self that we are whenever we're with our family. We have the self that we are whenever we're out amongst work in our work environment. And then we have our self that we are whenever we're alone. And just three selves that you have, if you can just find that one perfect you where you don't have to have these different alternate people, um, that's where you tend to actually find who you are and what actually makes you happy. Um, So reading that, you know, I was just really trying to dive uh, deeper into me uh, versus everything out. I read a quote one day. um, And the quote was something to the effect of you can either be great or you can be happy, but not both. Mm. And at the time I read that at the point that I was in my life, I was like, dang, that's real. I, well, I guess I'm not going to be happy because I want to be <laughs> right. You know, so it, man, j- tell me what you think, uh, uh, you know, about that quote. Is that, does that miss the mark? Or here's a better question. Why do some people believe that it's either or? Why do we believe that those two cannot coexist? Yeah, uh, I think it's more of a balance. Um, because it, whenever you're chasing something that you really want to pursue, you're you're going to happen to um, avoid or pay less attention to something else, no matter what that else is. And most of the times, it's very easy for us to stop paying attention to ourselves so our health our uh, well-being our physical well-being and mental well-being so i think that's the aspect of it all um versus you know you can be making all this money and doing all this but you're sacrificing maybe your sleep and that is going to cause more things to uh 
kind of trickle down into your health also. So, but I kind of I believe it. I think so. I think it's very hard to actually have a balance of everything. Yeah. Um, it is. It is. You know, so you hear, you know, I, I hear people younger than me, you know, talking about adulting. You know, the new term is yeah. adulting and, you know, adulting sucks. But but what it is, is it's really about finding that balance. Um, and then I'm going I'm to go back to, you know, because you talked about the three selves. I really believe this is this is 43 year old me. Right. I really believe that we spend so much time um, not being true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's how we end up being off balance, you know, because it's like, you know, I got to. I got to chase the money. Yeah. Right. I got to grind. I got to hustle. I got to do this. I got to do that. And instead of listening to that small voice inside, that's like, Hey, this is really what you're meant to do. Right. So I went to college, got a degree in, in psychology. I want to shout out to my dad, sister, Aunt Shirley right now. She told me over 20, almost 30 years ago, right? 25 years ago, she says, that's a terminal degree. If you don't plan on getting your PhD, don't get that degree. Right. Knowing how much I love sports, I'm like, man, I'm going to get a PhD, right? I'm going to go work on the East Coast, you know, blah, blah. I had my whole life planned out. Knowing good and well, all I ever wanted to be was a coach. But I thought in in my finite mind, in, in my little pea brain, I thought that being a coach was beneath me. Right. You know, I, I, you know, I thought I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm smart. I'm intelligence. I have a degree of intelligence. I can do more than just be a coach, not realizing that, um, being a coach is what I was meant to be. I mean, I I know that now, you know, and grandfather, um, told me one day, I always thought you were going to be a coach. And I was like, (laughs) you should, you should have just told me, son. Son, you, you, this is this is your destiny. Go and coach. This is what you need to do. This is what you need yeah. to do. Go do it. But shoot, right? him doing that could have um, strayed you a little away from it. Because, you know, we tend to stray away from other people where they say they think we should do. It's like, mm, I'm going to not do that's that. True. That's true as well. That's true as well. So, uh, man, we definitely have to, to be true to mm-hmm. self. And we have to we have to be able to find that balance. You know, we have to be be able to find that balance and be okay. You know, man, live your life and be okay with the life that you have. Oh, yeah. um, you're 24 and you've already lived three lives. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about that. Talk about that. So that's something I joke with uh, my girlfriend, Tori, about a lot. Um, I feel like even though I know I'm young, you know, I'm, I'm young and whatever people will say, but I feel like I have lived three lives already. Like I have experienced some of everything already versus, um, so, you know, it's a reason why I don't really like, I'll go out and do all that stuff, but I feel like I've just experienced everything there is to it. Um, and just certain mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. in life I have experienced. So I kind of know what the outcome of doing that will be. I'm good on it, you know? Uh, but man, I just feel like I've been here before three times before. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, you, 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 maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. so. 
Maybe so. You you know, you do kind of have that old soul. I do. Man. Um, all right, good stuff, good stuff. All right, let me pause right here. Hey, listen, if you're listening to the audio podcast or if you're watching us on YouTube, I just need you to know how much I really appreciate it. Please hit that like button. Please subscribe. Give us five stars. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend, uh, subscribe to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. All right, Cam. Man, let's let's keep moving on. This is good. This is good stuff so far. Um, what keeps you up at night? Oh man, I feel like man, nighttime is when my mind gets to racing. Uh, so many ideas pop into my head. Um, mainly for the business, so I'm always trying to look at ways that I can better my skills. Um, and make it easier for like the um the customer to business um relationships or making it easy for them to find me so i'm always trying to see what it is i can do but between that i watch a whole bunch of informational podcasts documentaries um a lot of times i'll get caught up in a book that i have or i'm on the uh, web searching uh, for a new book so man it's really just trying to learn I feel like, uh, especially uh, to my friends, we always have this conversation that I feel like I've learned more now after college than I have just being in school. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. Um, You said this in the questionnaire. It's the knowledge I'm chasing, not not the money. money. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I I definitely, you know, we definitely got to stick a pin in that. Chase the knowledge, not the yeah. money. You know, the King Solomon of biblical biblical lore was considered to be the wisest man on earth and the richest man, according to biblical lore. So that's good. Chase the knowledge. Don't chase the money. All right, Cam, this segment. All right, we're going to talk about some recommended. So we're going to talk about recommended mm-hmm. books. What are you reading? Recommended music. What are you listening to? And then recommended podcast. Um, you got a really, really good, good list of things right here. Um, so let's let's talk about books first. Recommended books. What are you recommending to our listeners? So the first one I would recommend would have to be Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Actually, I got some over here by my books. So if you think like a monk by Jay Shetty, um, this is one of the first ones that really got me into uh, whenever I was doing my search into mindfulness and meditation and um that's a really good one it breaks it down for you and it's more of just being a sit down and one time read it's more mm-hmm. of like a um uh, i don't want to use the word devotional but it's more of a, a daily practice reading and it seems like every time you okay. pick up a different day it just so happens to be that question that you're pondering in your head that's been my experience reading it um but man it's a really okay. good one it has uh breathing exercises which is one of the most important things that we tend to just overlook but it's from is with us from when we're born until we pass you know so it's just that right there there's meditation work uh exercises in it um but that's a really good one so that'd be my first one that i would say okay okay what else you got then we have the seven spiritual laws of success by deepak chopra so I have the mini uh, little one-hour read book, um, but shoot, some of 
our favorite people, whoever it is out there, have read this book. You know, and that's what really caught me. And I hear multiple yeah. people who are in successful um, positions always mention, yeah, you know, I read the seven uh, spiritual laws of success. And once I hear multiple people say it, I'm like, all right, let me see what's in this book that changed yeah. their mindset. Um, so that, that's a good one right there, man. And then to, okay. for my third one, it would be The Richest Man in Babylon. I love that one because of the fact that it's been around since whatever AB or AC, you know, it's, um, I, as far as mindset changing, as far as, um, especially when it comes to our financials, I think that's a mm-hmm. perfect one right there. The Richest Man in Babylon. Man, this is a good list. Listen, I am, I have to make a book budget. So this, this wall behind me, um, at some point, either this wall behind me or this wall in front of me is going to be a bookshelf, the entire wall. Mm-hmm. So I want, I want to get a custom bookshelf made. Um, and then I want to be able to, so I'm, I'm putting it in the atmosphere, right? I'm, I'm speaking those things that are not as though they are. I'm going to be able to take at least a year off. My, I'm going to take a year sabbatical to just read, Yeah. to just read. But man, th- this is a good list. My list is so long since I've started doing this podcast. This is maybe episode 25 or 26. Uh-huh. And there there are some repeat books. You know, there are some that, that kind of come up um, over and over again. Uh, Medical Apartheid, um, The New Jim Crow, is a couple mm-hmm. of other that have, that have come up. Um, but man, this is good, Cam. This is good. I'm, I'm adding, I got to add all three of these. Hey, I think I've for? read, I think I've read The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think I have that one on the shelf, but I definitely, all three of these, these are going to be must reads for me. So I got to put these in my queue, in my, in my holding pad. And shoot. All right. Anytime you post uh, the books or the recommended reads on your page, I always screenshot them and add them to my uh, little connection. I have a long list of books that I still need to get to. So thank you for dropping those okay, books. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Listen, thank, thank the, the, the previous guests, um, who are awesome. So, all right, recommended music. Yeah. What, what what are you listening to right now? Man, right now I am in my huge. I'm a Jay Z fan right now. You know, I know that's my dad's favorite artist, and I never understood why he would say that's his favorite artist. But man, you go back and you listen to uh, the Blueprint, <laughs> um, Kingdom Come. Just if you go back and listen, I wake up motivated to go get money. I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. Just make me want to go grind. So I'm, I'm heavy on Jay-Z right now. Um, I listen to a a lot of reggaeton, Afro beats. Um, I'm really diverse with it, but I like those just because it's it's upbeat. It makes you feel good. It makes you want to get to moving around, you know. Uh, yeah, but shoot, yeah. I'm a huge fan of that right now. When I, when I was in college at Southern, there was a Caribbean club. But it was ducked off over. I happened to be with with one of my frat brothers from LSU. Mm-hmm. It was with one of the bros from LSU, and we just kind of hanging out. And he was like, "Man, we're gonna go to this little Caribbean spot, whatever." Man, when I tell you, it was like the best kept secret yeah. in the city. You know, I mean, man, the 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 music was man, it was it was alive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, you, you can go and you know, hip hop is hip hop. 
right? Love, I mean, in love with it is my favorite genre. It will always be my favorite genre. But it's something about that that reggaeton, that Afro beat, those Caribbean rhythms. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And watching how they are, they're like one with their music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no separation between the people in that music. Man, I love that. Love that. Love that. All right. I see you got some uh some buju. Oh yeah. Okay. Buju. Yeah, you Benny. okay. You you like an old head. <laughs> I feel like you gotta go back to the source to understand where it's at now. So yeah, I like to dive you deep. You do, you do, you do. Man, and you can't you can never go wrong with Jay Z. You can't. You can never go wrong with Jay Z. All right. Podcast. What podcast are you recommending? What are you listening to? Yeah, so first one has to be Earn Your Leadership. Man, they drop they drop too much for whatever it is you want to do. They have an episode out there for it. Um, especially um, if you're trying to get into trading and stocks and like that. They're Market Mondays. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, um, today even though it's gonna be out later, they're dropping the one with Shaq. So that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna tune into that one. But so yeah, earn your leisure. Um, so I'm into investing in the penny stock market. Um, so there's a, a podcast out there called It's Just Pennies by the Stock Whisperer. And man, he, that dude does a great job. He does a great job of just um, teaching you about doing your due diligence, about what moves, um, the catalyst that will cause a, a stock to move. Um, but yeah, he just does a great job. So that's another one I'm in. And then I feel like laughter is good for your soul. So I love watching the 85 South show, which is also uh, it's on all the podcasts. But man, them dudes is them dudes crazy. So I feel like you just gotta laugh, you know. So that that's how I get my laughter out. Man, la- laughter is the best medicine. And those dudes, the so is it DC Young Fly? Uh huh. Carlos Miller and Chico. Did, did I say it right? Yeah. Um, I remember seeing you know when when my boys were younger. You know, I remember seeing them, you know, laughing at DC Young Fly. Because didn't he start on, like, social media Yeah, he started on, like, Vine. And then... On, like, Vine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I used to be like, I was like, man, I don't know who this this young dude is, but, man, he, he kind of ignorant. Yeah. He's funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, listen. Here's what I want you to do right now, Cam. So, of course, we already plugged the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you gave your, your recommended music, um, books, podcasts, if people need to find you, right. They want to book you, you know, they want to book you with the business. They want to follow you on social media, whatever, where, where can they find you? Yeah. Uh, so we are on Instagram and Facebook. It'll be the same at, um, it'll be precision.htx. I mean, you could just keep up with us um, on our postings and then we're also on Twitter at precision underscore htx so we can be found there and then of course you can google us precision by fraser will pop up we're also on yelp okay okay so you can find him precision by Prejean. so precision dot htx on facebook and instagram yes sir right? and then go ahead and give this young man a follow on twitter as well precision underscore htx google him and you can also find him on yelp 
get your car clean, man, because all this rain we've been getting, especially yeah. if you're in Houston, we've been it's rained like 10 days straight. So I know your car is filthy. Let me ask you this. On a scale of one to 10, one being, man, this car is pretty clean. I appreciate the business, but I don't know why I'm really here. Mm-hmm. 10 being, this is a catastrophe. This car hadn't been cleaned and I don't know how long. What's the dirtiest car on a scale of one to 10 that you've had so far? Oh, I would say I would give it an a eight. I'd probably give it an eight ooh, or a nine. But it was a, so the guy had left a protein shake on his dashboard and we in Houston. <laughs> it's going to be hot. Um, so he had left it on his dashboard and it exploded. Wow. And psh, man, it was all over the windows. It hit way to the back window, all on the seats, on the roof. <laughs> so that, man, that one took me a good little while. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. What would, so if somebody books mm-hmm. you and, you know, you roll up, is there anything that that would make you be like, man, let me go ahead and give you your money back because I'm I'm not doing this. Ooh, I'm trying to think. Maybe if it's just completely covered in pet hair, I I can do everything else, but man, pet hair just is very extraneous. It's gonna take a long time to get pet hair. Yeah, up. it does. And that's why my <laughs> dog. I don't like to <laughs> they'd be like, don't put him in the back. I'd be like, I don't want him in here because I'm surprised he's not bald. Mm-hmm. All the hair that's falling off him every day. All right, nephew. This brings us to the lightning round. It used to be called rapid fire. What I have here, I got about mm, 10 random questions. All right. Um, that I'm going to ask them. First thing that comes to mind that's what I want you to give us. All, All right, right, let's have a little fun with this. You ready? Let's do it. All right, this question I ask just about every guest. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Super speed. Because I'd be able to go anywhere. Fast at that. Okay, okay. And I don't got to drive no I more. Thought, okay, I thought you were going to say, because then I could wash... Even more cars during the day. That's what I thought. Hey, you that's a good one too, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number two: What's your favorite day of the week, and why? Wednesdays, because that's usually when uh, we eat pizza over here. We some man, we some <laughs> pizza eaters. I love me some pizza. Pizza day. All right, the house is on fire. Only two things that you can grab out of the house. What two things are you running back in to get? Uh, I'm gonna have to say Simba, uh, my dog, just because that man's like my best friend. And then after that, hmm, I'm probably gonna take that saxophone. I don't know how to play it, but I plan on it, so I can't have it waste. So the saxophone. <laughs> where'd you, where'd you get a saxophone? <laughs> Tori bought that for me for my birthday. Okay, okay. Even though you can't play, not yet. But you give me, give me, a, no, okay. give me some years. You're going to be here or something. I'm walking around in shades and all of that. I got to look the part. Is it new or pre-owned? It's new. Okay. 
You know, I got the Yamaha mouthpiece with it too. I wish I could turn it so you could see this little design on all the stuff, but it's real nice. Pearl handles. Okay. Okay. So listen, the episode that's supposed to come out today, um, one of the things she talked about, I don't know if it's going to come out today. My fault, mm-hmm. but we, I, we'll <laughs> talk about that later. Um, I didn't get the video to my to my producer in time. Um but 90 days change your life in 90 days so i'm gonna charge you with with one of the things that she talked about 90 days man all right 90 days all right so we're gonna come back in in what's that october yeah in october 90 days all right hey, I got all right here we go talking or texting talking favorite food is pizza what's your dream car a Range Rover. What color? All black. With cream seats. Leather. Okay, I was about to ask about the interior. Okay. Favorite TV channel? I really don't watch TV. I guess ESPN. Okay. What would you do with your 15 minutes of fame? Oh, man. I'd probably give a... Oh... I probably give a speech calling out, uh, you know, just all the racism and um, just everything going on around the world, and calling out for what it really is instead of sugarcoating it. Okay, okay. Who plays you in a movie about your life? Will Smith. Okay. If you could contract Precision by Prejean with any celebrity, who would it be? Hmm. Shoot, I'm probably going to go with Shaq. <laughs> I know I'm going to be around. Yeah, you, you. That's right. That's right. You know he got a bunch of videos mm-hmm. anyway. All right. If you could talk to Joe Biden, the president, what would you talk to him about? Ooh. We need a, uh, um, an anti-black hate bill along with free health care. And getting rid of these student loans. Okay. Okay. All right. Listen, today is Tuesday, July 6th. Tonight is game one of the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Oh, I'm going with the Suns. Just because I don't okay. want Antetokounmpo to win. Oh, man. That's the only reason. For some reason, I have... Man, I'm a Giannis fan. He has... Listen... He's not the most skilled player. But in basketball, if you have size, you don't always have to be the most skilled player. And people hate on him because of that. Now, he's an airball shooting dude now. Now, this dude shoots more airballs. You know what I'm saying? But don't care. Don't even care. So that's what I like about it. So if if he's healthy, if he he is healthy, I'm going to tell you, the Bucs have the best roster. They do. Now, the buck the bucks are then they don't do anything flashy now nah, they play by the rules they don't do anything flashy yeah. you know what i'm saying but the bucks have a very very solid roster man so i don't know what's going to happen if giannis isn't healthy i don't think the suns run away with it um but i'm going to just go ahead and go on record i'm going on record right now i got the bucks in 6 okay i would say suns in 6 
All right. Okay, cool. All right, nephew. Good. That was good. All right. We're down to the last segment. All right. Um, actually this, this segment really started with, uh, some words I got from your dad. You know, mm-hmm. he would tell me that, you know, man, you can't give people advice they didn't ask for. Hence this segment, you didn't ask. Yeah. Nobody asked for this advice, but we're going to give it to them anyway. What do you have for you didn't ask? You didn't ask. So my, you didn't ask would be meditate for 10 minutes a day. So Set apart whether it's early in the morning, whether it's before you go to bed, um, just you can find 10 minutes. And I would say meditate or pray for those 10 minutes. You know, the uh, the average person, especially in America, cannot sit to themselves for 10 minutes because, you know, we're just constantly moving. So I would say meditate for 10 minutes and just watch how it changes the way you feel, how you think about going into your day um, and just your emotions and everything. That'd be mine. You didn't ask. Meditate. I know of a better way. Meditate. Meditate. <laughs> That's good. Nephew, man, thank you. Hey, thank you. This has been great. This has been great. So everybody who's listening, go right now. Precision by Praise, y'all. Book your appointment. Book me a film not calendar. Right, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> fill, fill, it, fill his calendar up. All right. Get this young man your business. Hey, this is The Network. Again, this is my attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Every single episode is designed to help the physical, mental, spiritual, and financial health of black people living in and traveling through America. My name is Michael Prejean. Our guest today is my nephew, Cameron Prejean of Precision by Prejean. Thank you so much for being with us today. Until next time, peace. Cam, thank you, man. Hey, no problem. Thank you.